to the Unfinished Cubby podcast about work-life balance. I'm talking with Dan. What's your surname? Ferreira. Ferreira. Yeah. Uh, who was a, a designer and a sorts, yeah, and a gypsy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I kind of call myself a designer of um, of habitats. Um, nice. Okay. Because I think that kind of grabs the um, kind of human habitat element in terms of like I love house design and interior design and thinking about the houses that we build in the ways that that like affords a particular type of um, living but then I also love gardening and in a sense I think that's habitat design as well mm. because mm. like we're designing homes for plants and like little grubs in the ground and so like I want to make their homes really beautiful too yes. yeah <laughs> and we're recording from now, I'm trying to think of a, a pronoun to do this justice because uh, ergonomic doesn't capture the beauty at all. Um, but cozy, uh, cozy, <laughs> and, and much more—just an absolutely beautiful little mm. tiny home. Uh, that I'm going to ask some questions. We don't need yeah, to no, stick with them. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, apart from the kind of, I love the the darkness and the old quality of the mm. the wood that you've got in here it brings to mind to for me like an old a study and then like the big desk that is yeah. the centerpiece of the study which is something that's close to my heart to have and this cool. has that kind of a feel to it yeah yeah um, this design must really resonate with you then yeah. because like that's totally that's totally my vibe as well right. i just love that old dark wood yeah, antique yeah, sort of yeah, feel yeah. you know i want to sit here at my desk in the morning and yeah feel like i'm at my study and yeah i just yeah white things poke out to me very yeah very yeah, yeah, yeah 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 absolutely <laughs> yeah and um and it, it's just so organized and clear and there's so much space in here and the um like i love that uh you know you gave me the tour yesterday the uh everything just hooks in there's mm. no everything's ready to go to drive um so just the the practical aspects that mm. and the merging of that with beauty what's the word for that in design um, it's got to be a better word functionality yeah. Yeah. well design's always a balance between um function and aesthetic that's mm. that's and so it's sort of like you know if you can get if you can get both that's that's the idea well that's that's what stands out to me about this place is i feel like like they they work together and both are greater for it like it's mm. so practical but it's also wow. so beautiful you know like <laughs> i'm just looking at like the row of hooks down here yeah. that hold those drawers in that's obviously a practical thing to stop them going, but it's also so beautiful. It looks so much better than... They do look nice, don't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. That was a really tough solution to come up with, and in fact, I lived on the road for um, a few months without any hooks on anything because I was insisting on waiting for a good solution. Oh, right. But it meant that every time I, like, <laughs> took off or down the road, I needed to... I had these, like, um, boards, and I would literally screw the... Like, like you can see the old screw yeah, holes right. where I would screw the boards yeah, yeah, yeah. in like this, and it would hold <laughs> hold all the drawers yeah, um, right. in place. Okay, so, cool. So it's evolved. Oh, hugely. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. I, think, um, I think the word insist is like one that um says a lot about the way that this truck's in evolved in terms of like i just haven't settled for anything mm, like okay. if something doesn't feel right i'm not gonna use it i'm not gonna do it and so it's just everything like and and look it's still like that today like there's still elements of this that I feel like a slightly incongruent and sometimes I like and it's gotten to the point where it's stuff like the cutlery mm -hmm. you know yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, cool. you know and so and I'm aware of that so it's just constantly like um yes yeah, like filtering and finding those finding those finding those pieces mm, yeah. wow I really really like that uh, I won't go into my story, but that's a big part of why I'm at the village uh, myself right now, actually. Mm. So we're at um, EVA, Eco Villages Australia in Mullaney, um, and you're leaving today. Mm. You've been here for about a week. Mm -hmm. um, I just, I also want to mention too the beautiful chicken coop that you made for the chicken that has just shown up here. 
I'm not sure where it came from yeah. and made itself very at home and started pooing all through the kitchen. Um, <laughs> she slept in there last night. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah, was, yeah cool. So, well, I mean, I put her in there yeah, just yeah. <laughs> to get her acquainted. But she also sat on the little perch that I built. Yeah, I was nice. Just like, yeah. Oh, chicken builder's dream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, a, it's I was going to say Taj Mahal, but for chickens, but it's not. It's, it's a tiny, uh, beautiful home. Um, but you coming here and doing that, it brings to mind like a journeyman um, uh, carpenter. Are you familiar with it? Yeah, I've heard the word a few times. I think um, I think I conjure that image up for a few people because yeah. it keeps coming up. Yeah, so it's they um, and that's still it's still a thing when people learn carpentry. I guess it's a European thing. So the fellow I met that was one was German, and. Basically, you learn your trade mm. in carpentry, and then you just go and travel about and stay in people's homes and build, you know, practice your thing for yeah. years um, and, and do that and then become a master in the thing. And it's just, it's a beautiful image for me. It, well, it's a, it's a real thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's not just an yeah. image, but... Um, That's really cool. Yeah. That's re I resonate with that. Mm. And I think um, I'm in the process of building um like i'm changing some of the storage areas in the truck to suit that kind of lifestyle like i want to i've just cleared out i gave my fridge away because i didn't use it and so now i've got this big space to have um like a rack for all my gardening tools and for my seeds so you know like i want to be able to show up at people's houses do some gardening sow some seeds you know seed bomb the place and then leave and in a few weeks they've got veggies popping up thanks dan you know and then um and then I've, you know, also got another drawer here that's um, that's going to be my tool shed, basically. Cool. So that's going to be like, you know, my drills and, um, you know, screwdrivers, all different fixings. And um, yeah, like I've, I think that's because, I mean, I want to keep practicing when I'm on the road. It's not like, a, I mean, I, I kind of have a bit of an itch to build things. So it was actually really satisfying yesterday to get out there and just pull all my tools out. And, um, and get stuck into it so it's nice to be able to bring that with me just a little i just need my drills <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. nice um and you already have them but you'll you'll mm. you'll give them more prominence in yeah, place and they'll have like yeah, a nice yeah, you know yeah, yeah, slot yeah, and yeah, yeah, you know for sure yeah, yeah. so i want to ask you about there's a, there's a map in the corner of the home here yeah. of the east coast of australia and it's full of pins, and I believe each one represents a different, like, intentional community. Is that what you're... Yeah, yeah. So, so the pins on the map, there's green pins and there's red pins. And um, the red pins are places that I haven't been before and that I don't really have a connection to, but that I've maybe heard about. Or, um, and, um, and it ha has just piqued my interest, basically. And the green pins are the places where I've been. Um, I know people there. I have a phone number or an email perhaps, and I know that I can reach out and say, hey, I'm on my way through, like, you know, can I stop in for lunch? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, some of those places, you know, I'd, I'd feel comfortable stopping in for weeks or months at a time. So, um, and I think that, like, that's basically the whole reason that I built this truck is for that map, um, because the truck was a, a way that I was going to be able to um, connect together this network of people throughout Australia mm. that are doing work that I admire. Mm. And that's really what I was wanting to do. <laughs> that's awesome. I'm, this is just a, um, uh, administrative matter. You need to meet Jimmy. Your, 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 uh, your vision is so aligned with what he's doing with cool. Polkadot. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, polka dot. I mean, yeah. it's in the name, right? Like all the little connect the dots. Cool. Sort of thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't. I. That, that's great that you resonate with the name straight away. Yeah. You didn't uh, like it. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not gonna. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No. But um, that that's exactly what it means yeah, too. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So. Can you tell me about some different? communities what they're like and what your experience is i'm gonna just mention this place here which is really unusual yeah, yeah in yeah. the middle of um the lovely sleepy little town of mulaney bordering on the the showgrounds um we've got three acres of wild 
uh, kind of wilderness. Um, and Andrew and Claire have, uh, I won't go into the full history of the, I will, I'll mention Peter Edmund <laughs> was a fellow who for years... Sort of, it goes back to 1864. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but no, there's a fellow who sort of went through the process of getting council approval and, and had this vision. Um, but it, and I, I met him when I first came to town a, a decade ago and he passed recently and didn't seem to be able to kind of get it fully off the ground. And then Claire and Andrew have, have bought that from him a year and a half ago and, and just done an enormous amount. Um, it's it's not it's not a village yet as such. There's not um, enough people living here, mm. um, but it's beautiful to me the way they're living, which is um, with the focus on and you know uh, uh, living sustainably in the sense that sustainably means so indefinitely you can kind of live in this way without taking from the earth and mm. and, and and in all senses too. Um, I pay to have my room my couple of rooms here for me and the girls when we stay here um and the amount that they've asked me to pay is what's an amount that's going to be very sustainable for you and mm -hmm. um anyway it's it's an interesting place and i, I would go into it further but yeah and i, and I, I just want to add to that that the um i think one of the um like core features of this is the um, ownership model in that um, the property is um, held in common um, by members of the um, organisation Eco Villages Australia, and um, and that I suppose the intention behind that was to um, bring the ownership model as close to, in legal terms, um, almost unownership, <laughs> mm, and um, yes. and perhaps the way that um, you know First First Nations people would interact with the land in that it's you know um a little bit less yeah about about human ownership and more about um sharing and taking responsibility and caring for the space yeah so, yeah you're absolutely right so i think that that real that's that's what really piqued my interest about this place was the um was the approach to um ownership which is something that i'm like fascinated by is is yeah how to how to set up how to set up how do I say, like, how to um, how to interact with the land that's conducive to people taking like accountability and responsibility, not in like a burdensome way, but in like a really beautiful, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. lively way. Yeah, for sure. And I suppose that leads into the um, like communities that I've been visiting. In that, the ones that I've found have been the most beautiful. I guess are the ones that um, where it feels like how do I say. I feel just as welcome as the person that owns the place. Mm. And that was something that really like kind of popped a bubble for me when I was um, starting to live at the um, property where I've been spending a bit of time recently um, down at Ross Glen is um, Rick, the fellow who owns the place would say to me, you own this place just as much as I do. And I just, he said, he had to say it a few times. Um, and, it, and I just really let that sink in and, uh, and after a while, I really started believing him. <laughs> I'm really, really interested to understand what makes that true for you. We've actually here had a lot of conversations about that. And I've been saying, you say that you've got this community model, but the reality is still you're the owners of this organization. Yeah, and so, yeah. um, but you know, that could very much be my, my own stuff around that. And, but I'm, I'm interested what makes that true. I think the trust and the relationship and like I can there's a sense that I get talking to him that like when he says that that mm. that it's coming from a place where, like he's not trying to conjure up something in my mind mm. he's just saying it as it is in mm. his mind yeah. and that's a really powerful thing like at the end of the day where we're humans you know we're squishy emotional creatures and it doesn't matter what um, combination of words you put on paper it doesn't matter what legal structure that's not the thing that's going yeah. to change how we interact with the land um, yeah would it, would it be it's true for him he's the the um, resident custodian and it's true for him that it's not his and that you're welcome there and, and that makes it true for you do you think I think it's also true for the land 
Like, okay. um, I think it's... Uh, so, as I spend more and more time there, I've reached a point where I feel like my connection... Uh, my connection is with the land, and the land is the one that's telling me mm. and communicating with me about what my work there is, about how welcome or how not welcome I am, about whether I should be there or whether I should go. Okay. Yeah, and cool. so that, like, really it's it's not so much a matter of me needing to be convinced of any ownership model mm. and more just humans stepping out of the way to open the path to communi to honest and genuine communication with nature um which is something that i've been like really looking for before i you know left off in my sort of truck journey that was really what I was seeking was was connection with nature and I, I suppose a sense of oneness like seeing my sameness in um in the universe but that's a whole nother <laughs> no, that's great that's a whole nother rabbit hole I'm, I'm curious while we're on here what do you think of the notion that we have a place or, or maybe places on the planet where like individually or as part of a, a group like we are connected to that that part of yeah yeah um If that's something that's, uh, if that's something that occurs naturally through experience, then that sounds beautiful. Um, if it's something that we feel like we need to, um, how do I say, like create, mm. then I think it's a little bit backwards. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. It needs to come from the earth from the place not from the humans yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and so yeah and and i mean what you're saying is like kind of what i'm doing in the sense that like um you know i feel like i'm connecting people and places together and um and broadening um yeah a network of relationships and friendships that um that are valuable and important to me and that's that's the core of it and i think i'm realizing as time goes on just how um yeah i want to say like once again squishy and emotional this like um experience is because it's easy to see it re from a really practical standpoint in terms of what are the things that we need to do to um you know mitigate climate change or what are the things that we need to do to um, avoid social isolation or you know all of these problems of the day um, but I think it's actually that that thinking leads us to kind of black and white quite practical steps that we need to take mm. when the intuition for mm. the path that we want to take is right there inside us if we mm. give ourselves the space to listen to it yeah um so i think that's another like really important element is like the creation of space in life and the holding of intentions simultaneously creates outcomes that you could have never foreseen yeah. but then some that somehow find a way to meet your needs and to move you in positive and healthy directions beautiful yeah yeah, that ties into to where we started talking about the creative process. And um, I have a very busy, active mind and tend very easily to, to operate from there, um, which can be so debilitating. And, and the kind of the, the solutions and things that come out of there are so different to a creative process where, you know, there's something really new and amazing. And I, I sort of there's a couple of places like uh, if I try and come from sort of my center for my body like if I this is my place that drives me rather than my mind mm. um I tend to find clear answer like like immediately like yeah. if, if I ask here yeah I can do it whereas if I sit here and try and think <laughs> of what the right sensible thing is there's mm. an infinite number of considerations that I can include in yeah, that calculation totally yeah I really yeah. hear the same thing I I, I started um i started really like asking my heart like mm. just maybe a couple months ago it's just so and, and it's just such a quick and clear answer and, yeah, and cool. 
And um, sometimes the answer would be you're asking the wrong question. Mm -hmm. um, and um, and I started realizing that um, the answer, I was looking for a yes or no. And because I was looking for a yes or no, I would often see a yes or no. Mm. But actually the answer was um, simpler than that. It was... I mean, I can't really put it into words, but if I had to, the answer would almost, would always be just keep living, mm. you know? Mm. And and any time that I like kind of got in my head and thought that there was a decision that needed to be made or that I, oh, this is really important what direction I take right now. So I'm going to really have to think about this and be very considered about it, blah, 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 you know, getting into the, um, getting into the thought spirals mm. of just mm. trying to rationalize and understand things. And then I would tune into that hard space and it would just be like, yeah, just keep living. And then I would just kind of go, oh, oh, oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah. no decision yeah. needs to be made. Yeah, yeah. Stuff's just going to unfold here. and yeah. it's just going to happen. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, um, uh, what is it? The way of the open path, I think, is uh, I just heard that the other day and it really, it spoke to something that I already knew, um, but said it just so succinctly and beautifully, which is just... Um, yeah, no decision really needs to be made. It's just a matter of just keeping on walking and just walking where those doors are yeah, open. Yeah. You know? yeah. mm. The mind just loves problems to solve and it, does. And it makes up so many for us. It does. Yeah. And this is something that's really fascinating <laughs> me at the moment. And, and it's not a it's not a popular um, it's not a popular popular way of seeing the world because I feel like um, there is a lot of attachment to problems. Mm. Um, in a sense, I think um, problems can be quite a um, enjoyable piece of life um perhaps like you know quite indulgent to really um to really sink into our problems and um and to own them um but i'm just noticing yeah that like Oops. problems exist only as much as we only as much as we want them to really mm. um and and so you know like i was studying design one of the first places we'd start would be with a problem statement. And I thought that was really interesting, start coming from a place of, okay, what's the problem? I'm going to mm, solve it. Mm. Um, and I think, um, yeah, I think, I think, I don't know if that kookaburra out there has a concept of problems. problems I'm, I'm, not, to solve. I'm not quite yeah. sure, but just the way that it's sitting so calmly and its body tells me that uh, it's just living in this moment. And, um, and yeah, and it, and it doesn't really need to I think it, like conjure up problems to make solutions to, which isn't, it, which isn't inherently a good or a, or a bad thing. And I think that's kind of what this circles around to at its core is that a problem saying something's a problem insinuates that it's bad. Um, and so it kind of creates a world of badness. Mm, <laughs> mm. Um, as a, as opposed, well, I mean, and I, I don't think that we need to present a world of good either because, you know, everything in balance. Um, I mean, maybe that's why it's kind of a nice emotion is because the more that we think about our problems, like, so much good stuff has to happen to, like, bring it into balance. Yeah, nice. that... yeah, 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 it does have a purpose. Yeah, so you can tell it's a bit of a rabbit hole, I think. Like yeah, no, I love that. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fantastic. I, um, mm. th this is what's um, come up for me mm. in the same kind of space. I, my wife and I and friends for a long time have held a vision of some land that we own is kind of more what it's tended to look like. But, um, you know, and, and raising our children in a, in a, in a close kind of village maybe homeschooling it's a nebulous kind of idea but it's kind of and recently um and it's through jimmy and polka dot and he's very big on going nobody needs to own the land but but there's there's people that do um and have huge farms out here and would welcome uh tiny villages is kind of his picture on there to help and have that mm. that connection and that community at you know across um, generations and mm. even cultures and stuff a little bit there um, mm. and uh, yeah no I, I just 
went into a uh, um, that this is all indigenous land as well. Mm, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Which is which is a whole other very deep and mm. rabbit hole. But I I won't go there right now. I will say we went to this place and and met the people there, and it was just stunning. And suddenly this um, idea that we could go and live on land there and do this thing was right there. And there's always been barriers and I have always thought my work is working towards creating this particular life, but it suddenly struck me that that wasn't true at all in the way that I thought it was. Like I'm enjoying working towards this thing, mm. which is a completely different thing to going, yeah. this is actually is. where I want to be. Like I'm yeah. really in the, like this narrative uh, yeah. that I'm working on this to do this yeah. is really, really confronting. And I haven't kind yeah. of integrated and found my own answer around that, uh, but it was an incredible realization to just go, mm, this goal that I have gives me a, a problem. Like it gives me a lot of problems. Mm, <laughs> like yeah, I need yeah, to yeah. raise a lot of money yeah. and all kinds of things to face. And, and I'm really, my life, a major part of it has been working yeah. Like towards this goal, but not really. Wow, yeah. that's crazy, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. When yeah. you're when you're faced with the satisfaction of the goal, how much how much do you want to? I mean, what does wh how does that how has that changed how you perceive that goal now? Yeah. Oh, look, I I haven't I haven't found where I put any of this yet. <laughs> Still to be processing. Honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it's kind of it was that was probably a couple of weeks ago. But I, wow. it's like. It brings me right back to what are we doing here on this, on this embodied and, and existing? Like, what, what is the meaning of any of yeah, this, right? Yeah. Which, which used to trouble me a lot as a teen. Yeah. And then when life is busy, <laughs> you've got kids and you've got many things going on. There's not time to kind of think about that. Yeah. I'm, I'm busy working towards this goal that we're going to have and raise the kids. And then, and then if, if that's removed, mm. then suddenly it's like, oh, and... The realization mm. I had just the other night too, um, when I stopped and started writing, and that was a very that was like my body was like do this, and uh, and and straight away there were these answers there. But also realizing my own fears around, like I'm going to say homeschooling, but I mean a larger kind of thing of really kind of what that what I mean is setting my own example and path and and childhood from my children going mm. like this is because I have this idea that's really beautiful but it's a little bit off the beaten path mm. and realizing that I'm terrified that I don't know better than this western society prescribed kind of path yeah. and like as long as I'm you know doing a job and earning and we're going to school it's an alternative school it's a good one but it's it's still like that path you can't be judged for getting it wrong as long as you're basically sticking to that, right? But if you're gonna do it your own way, um, you're responsible. Mm, 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 that that's maybe a good way of putting it. It's mm. sort of like, as long as we're doing doing it the way you're supposed to, you're not as responsible. Mm. Actually, anyway, I don't know. That's, that's all very tangled for me at the that's moment. That's fascinating. But yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe I'm seeing it a bit more clarity because I'm getting to listen to you as opposed to like trying to let the um, let the thoughts come out, but yeah, it's, I mean, the, you know, once again comes up the, um, the concept of right and wrong, you know, in taking responsibility over something, you're opening yourself to the potentiality of it going wrong, mm. right, and that's, that's terrifying, like, no mm. one wants, like, no one wants the, the universe to be wrong, mm. and I'd argue it's actually impossible mm. for anything to be wrong. <laughs> yeah, through through a very high level philosophical lens. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in people taking... on Twitter would disagree with you. <laughs> this is why I say it's an unpopular thing to talk about. Yeah, is because yeah, yeah. you go, oh, really? Yeah. Nothing's wrong. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> no, and and look, I I agree with you, but I also I'm terrified. And look, I think mostly of a, of social damnation and judgment um 
Yeah. Mm, from and in, in these, oh i don't know uh, <laughs> yeah like like society i don't, I don't know i like yeah. I, I kind of like i mean that ties in for me i didn't accidentally mention twitter there's like this the the ang the what's the word for the the hatred of of, of people with wrong ideas and doing the wrong thing and mm. like there's mm. yeah maybe that's largely personal is just this this fear of judgment mm. um even though like it's so obvious objectively that now we're all connected in a way we haven't been and mm. suddenly like oh wow we've got really different ideas about things i mean maybe not but maybe under the surface mm. they're not so different but mm. in the way that we talk about them and think about them mm. there's um so like that should say so clearly there isn't a right and wrong okay and unless y you do it in a religious kind of way and go mm -hmm. yeah everyone is wrong except yeah, yeah, for, yeah. for my 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 group um sure. but objectively that's obviously absurd and if anything that should be uh you know give permission to follow your heart and, and yeah, do it your way yeah i think permission's a, a great word that's been coming up for me recently and i think it's something that um, is really being cultivated right now, like amongst um, amongst humans, at least in the circles that I'm going around. It's just like so much permission just to be your like authentic self, mm. and that's something that um, uh, you know, like we're all interwoven and interconnected. And so, if if part of my body, i.e., you, doesn't want me to do something because it's wrong then I'm going to feel that as though it were my own body because mm. we're part of the same, like, you know, like, mess, basically. Mm. Um, the, the very, you know, complex system. Um, and, and so for you to give me permission to be, to be free, although I guess that word feels like it's lost a bit of meaning, um, but for you to give me permission to be myself, basically, um, is such a beautiful offering because I think as like humans and I, I mean I hear people say humans are social creatures a lot I feel like it's one of those embedded phrases in my mind um, but I do need that permission in a sense to make it really easy for me to be mm. able to just be who I want to be mm. and um, and and that's I, that's something that I can really feel being cultivated I don't spend um, I don't spend time um, uh, online so I think that's something that um, mm. uh, I kind of don't get to absorb the I suppose like what is right and wrong through the lens of like a global perspective and what people are saying internationally and um, so I think that helps I think that helps oh absolutely I mean that's that's the ultimate for being stuck in your mind and, and ego is, is just kind of getting attached to some idea on the internet and yeah. yeah and yeah it's amazing how those ideas will creep their way into our psyche and and mm. and change how change how we approach situations mm, absolutely um and 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 you know just to ground it like you know once again that's not right or wrong and it's not good or bad if we are being led by um you know social um pressures or that's just it's it is what it is that's that's how we are that's how we're being and that's okay <laughs> yeah yeah definitely i'm <clears throat> reminded there of um a friend who made the comments many years ago I, I think about facebook but maybe about social media generally that it's um just this conversation that the world is having and and the value of that conversation that we're, we're all talking in um yeah. yeah and that's a good memory to have yeah that's really beautiful yeah. Yeah. because once that that really looks like a problem you know it's one of those things that we can point at and go social media is a problem yeah yeah but there's kind of something kind of beautiful yeah, in there. yeah 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 um and it, yeah in that global conversation that's happening that really hasn't happened before in that capacity not at all not even um, close it's a really new yeah. thing in our time now yeah. yeah and so it's a you know it's a jumble and it's really complex and it's super confusing um, and because we can't wrap our heads around it and like understand it simply, uh, the mind just, I feel like 
plays little tricks and doesn't really like it that much. But mm, um, mm. but yeah, maybe you know, there's there's something happening there. Something happening. On a personal level, it's very easy to to get addicted and drawn in in a way that doesn't feel at all healthy. And yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. So I think I think I want to wrap up soon. Mm -hmm. I do want to ask you what. Um, you recall start you know made you make that map mm. and, and start on this um, journey that you are currently on mm. I mean it arose out of um, a, a problem statement mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I this is so when I was going to uni um, I we were facing all of these what felt like to me surface level problems around like products that we were designing or um, situations and uh, how do I say challenges that were out there in the world and it felt like um, my mind kept almost like filtering past all of the surface level kind of solution stuff and really just I couldn't help but just dive down into the purpose level like thinking and it seemed that my mind was just just kind of kept like pushing against this thing that was just needed to be spoken and needed to be heard by myself and I could feel this like little body of knowledge within me that was just like listen to me and so I started this writing process and I was waking up at 6am every morning and doing an hour and a half of um, creative process and what ended up emerging was um, a, a writing process essentially um, and I just wrote pages and pages and pages and pages and pages of um, what was going through my head and um, and really came to a clear like what felt like a clear and kind of constantly unfinished picture of what I almost, almost like well, the, there were three chapters. Mm -hmm. So, so one, the first one is where we've come from, um, a, a history, I suppose. Um, this, the second is where we are, um, the, the present situation, and then the, the third one is um, is where we're going. And I wrote the first two, and that was like so therapeutic to just like get that out of my head. And then when I got to the third one, I thought, where we're going? Well. Like, you know, the hubris I'd have to, you know, try and project where mm. we're going into the future. It just didn't, it didn't feel right. So it felt like I had these little trinkets of, um, I just had tiny little trinkets of guidance from my intuition that were just saying, okay, you know, stuff like um, the commons, for example, just mm -hmm. the commons as a concept mm -hmm. fascinated me. It really put words mm. to something that I thought was really important. Ownership was something that I was really fascinated with in terms of almost like, how how unownership works <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and how pervasive ownership had become um, within our system so we, how yeah. unownership works do you mean like treating well, things as a commons essentially uh, yes but even like even like next level in that like getting to the point where like the process of the land being owned at all is actually something that has been unlearned by the mind and that's something that that's a process that I'm going through so as like, in so i just yeah, want to clarify yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. like um it's it's kind of when you think about us all here as organisms on this planet mm. or like there, there's something absurd and unnatural about ownership and when you're saying unlearning are you saying like that the concept of ownership gets so ingrained means forgetting something more fundamental about our actual connection to yes so i think it's a matter of ownership creates hierarchies in this you know mass of things that exist around us when those hierarchies I feel just don't exist mm. and so like to say that I own 
that tree, for example, because it's on, it's on land that I own, is to put me in a position of power over that mm -hmm. tree, mm -hmm. to say mm -hmm. that because I own it, mm -hmm. I have control, um, and I can make decisions for that tree because I own it. Yeah. And so I think it's like creating all these little invisible hierarchies um, that are actually like super important, like actually, well, not important in that, I guess they're important in that they like really affect the way that we, we interact with the world. Yeah. And, um, and, and there's lots of, there's lots of pieces and I've um, analyzed these to the nth degree, the, the, the words that we use, like mm. possessive pronouns, mm. for example, mm. I've experimented yeah. with removing possessive pronouns yeah, cool. from my vocabulary yeah, because, yeah. um, you know, even something like my cup, yeah. um, it implicit in that is ownership yeah. by saying this is my cup. I'm creating a hierarchy between me and this cup. Yeah, this yeah, cup yeah. is beneath me. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and that, is that the kookaburra you're looking at on the cup? No, you're looking at the No, there's actually two now on that it. tree out there. Where are on they? That, see on the, you have to lift your head up a little bit. Yeah, on that branch up just above the roof line there. Oh, there. Yeah. Cool. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see them before. Anyway. Um, yeah. I want to just mention, have you read um, the book Sacred Economics? No, I haven't. It's really good. I've been, I've been referred it. Yeah, yeah I, me too. I've referred it for years. I finally got my copy. Nice. Um, and there's some absolute gems in there, but one of them is around ownership. And he says, you know, you take your title deed for anywhere. And then that was um, purchased from someone, from someone. And you go back long enough, someone stole it, right? And he <laughs> says, from the commons, right? Yeah, That's a kind of English kind yeah. of thing. Like, nobody used to own land. At some point, someone went and said, this is mine, yeah. I'm taking it from everyone else. Here in Australia, that's much more literal. Um, we, we came over and colonized and took it from wow. indigenous people, but that's like, wild. yeah. yeah. And you, you can't argue it either. <laughs> like, like, like I, I, I think it's a yeah. really strong, simple point, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah, and, um, and you know, I love returning to this, but like, you know, somebody coming and drawing a border around land and saying it's mine, as politically challenging as this might be, isn't objectively right or wrong or good or bad. It, it is what it is. It is what happened. And, and there's something in that for us now, perhaps there's, perhaps that's actually like a, a, a stage that, you know, we, that we needed to go through to get to where we are now to, to go where we're going. You yeah. Know. I, I, I agree. I, it, mm, I mean, mm. Um, <laughs> with appropriate caveats, um, but, uh, yeah, I think, it, I think it's a good, like, you know, you talk about unlearning the, yeah. the notion of, yeah. of ownership, like yeah. if, if you, you think about it in that way, it's sort of like, oh yeah, no, this thing that I absolutely take for granted. Mm. And I, I was aware kind of with raising the children when they're young and just like how much it, this is this child's this you know like how much you yeah. teach these concepts that we have and like going to someone and else's house for example it's like you, it's a different environment. you can't go in that yard you can't, you yeah. can't touch that car yeah. like Isn't that yeah crazy? oh yeah and you you just and yeah. it's you know it's can be done quite unconsciously yeah. but but it's done you know i absolutely did it i was like oh i'm doing this um <laughs> yeah we catch ourselves yeah 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 yeah, yeah. And it's good. Yeah. It's good to. It's. I think you know. Just to be observant of that feels feels healthy. Just to, mm. just to be aware mm. of it. Mm. So. So it feels like a process of unlearning, really, um, unlearning um, patterns and habits that just feel so entrenched. And I think um, uh, m money is a whole another mm. can of worms mm. for me. Another thing that um, like really entrenches this sense of ownership and a hierarchy over things. Um, uh, and also, yeah, many other, many other ways that it interacts with me and the people around me, but focusing on this piece around, um, yeah, on ownership, I felt like, um, there, I got this sense that there was a real, like, alignment between the way that I was thinking and the way that, like, a lot of other people were thinking, just that people hadn't really, like, articulated it in a way that 
made sense because it almost can't be articulated because what's being articulated is just it's just the way that things are and so once you start to try and speak to it and talk to it like even the term unownership it's a negation mm. it's just saying if you say you know what is it to be a human i mean all i can really do is point to what it's not to be a human and i don't yeah so removing those elements that have been kind of glued to what it is to be a human like ownership feels like a part of the process of me connecting with nature because those are the barriers that are going to put me at odds with yeah, nature and separate yeah, me yeah yeah mm. um the uh Tao Te Ching kind of comes to mind of like the way that can be named is not the way it's yeah. like yeah like you can't and um I also have uh, just been exposed a little bit to, um, I can't think of the guy's name at the moment, um, who makes the argument, um, has done like a mathematical model on uh, survival of the, like evolution through natural selection, and saying if we take that as a given, and it's a really good model, it explains a lot about our reality, but if we say that's true to some extent, then and he's kind of modelled this out, I don't know exactly what that looks like, that side of it, but then the probability that we understand reality as it actually is, is zero. That would not be, understanding what the truth of things are is not conducive to surviving and no. creating it. And, and so, I, like that ties into what you're saying in terms of like any time you talk about it you're straight away in a world of construct and ideas mm -hmm. and, and that's a that's a like the human layer um, the mind's layer which is on top of the experiential layer which is already not um, the deeper truth of what is um, mm, yeah, yeah I really connect with that mm. the the trying to understand our world and trying to put it into some sort of terms that the mind can like wrap itself around it it's like it's just doing backflips on mm, itself because mm. like i mean i feel like i can only really say that i understand what is within my being at this moment and even like i can't put words to that mm. even though i feel even though i understand it mm. um and and so you know to like to understand the universe is to be the whole mm -hmm. universe and in mm -hmm. a sense i think that's true <laughs> so, so you, you you said three parts to this um the, the, these writings yes where, where, where we've come from where we are and where we're going and so where is where does where we're going sit then because then we've gone into talking about not being able to capture in language and experiential and stuff like yeah. that. And that was an answer to my question yeah. of what started you on this exactly, journey. So tell yeah. me about part three then. So part three was, um, so where are we going? So it felt, I had some little pieces of guidance that were that were coming up for me, you know, these words, these ideas that, that I felt passionately about, but that I couldn't write about in such length that I could the first two sections, because it was easy to write, I mean, easy it was a challenging creative process but it was there was knowledge there already around what the current situation was and what the past situation has been particularly in relation to my life like i really tried to rather than going sort of high high level sort of society society i really tried to look at how these pieces affect my life like money for example um but then yeah looking into the future I had a few yeah guiding pieces and and um and and one of them was this vision of the world as um uh how do i say like if we follow this path of what does the world look like if it's unowned or if ownership isn't a construct that we subscribe to anymore then how free and how liberating it would be to be able to um, travel the world without borders, to be mm -hmm. able to show up at people's houses and really feel welcome there. 
um, and not feel like you need, not feel like you're asking permission constantly, but actually just knowing deeply that you just have full permission to be wherever you want to yeah. be yeah. or wherever you need to be, wherever you're called to be and to interact with spaces in the way that feels harmonious and the way that feels right. And just like, there's just this deep sense of trust in intuition that arises out of that for me. And that's, that's a real guiding light for me. That's, um, that's, that's set me on this path, um, of finding other people that, um, uh, that this clicks with where I can, like those pins on the map, as far as I'm concerned, um, are unknown places mm. where I feel like I've shown up and I feel really welcome. Mm, mm. And I feel like this, this, this land we can, um, we can live in harmony with. Yeah. Mm. That's, that's beautiful. And I absolutely, absolutely resonate with that really, really powerfully. I, um, uh, many years ago, I had a bit of a mental breakdown and one of the things that came out of that for me was I just became aware of uh, the places that were home for me. Um, and I don't want to go into a whole bunch of story around that, but I had, I had my crazy pants. I spent some time in a mental hospital, uh, in my, and, um, a week and, but on one side of my pants, I wrote the homes that I have in the world and they were homes of friends. One was a pub. Um, but they, yeah, that, that being able to be in the world and go, I'm welcome. I'm okay mm. here. I don't owe anything. I don't mm. need to, that, you know, I don't need to go and do a horrible job to have money so that I'm allowed, like just, yeah. And, um, wow. yeah. And there's such mm. a, I, I yearn for that so much. I, like, and I, I find that in various places and you know, I'm allowed to be me as well. Like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, that's... I'm welcome. I'm okay. Yeah. That's so beautiful. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 If that's not the heart of what we're talking about, mm, I don't know what is. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, cool. I think I'm going to kind of wrap that up yeah, there. That sounds oh, so cool talking yeah, to you. Dude, really nice. glad to have met you and have done this. And yeah. I'd really like to stay in contact yeah, too. Yeah, please, please. I did, though, no, 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 on the, this, these writings, mm. do you envisage publishing them? I did initially. Yep. Um, and then I realized it was just for my own processing. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, because I started spending time trying to change like the sentences and the paragraphs and stuff around so that it would be coherent to someone else mm. reading it yeah but then i realized no, no, no this is this is my process yeah, yeah this yeah, is yeah, my journey yeah, yeah cool any moment that i spend trying to make it palatable for someone else is just besides the point mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm. okay awesome um cool well, i'm gonna stay connected to you and yeah, thank you um Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I'm going to publish the first episode today and I'm kind of want to stay two weeks ahead. So in a couple of weeks, I'll put this out and awesome. I'll send you the link. Cool. Yeah. All right. That's it. Goodbye. I was walking across the um, I was walking across the oval the other day when it was raining and there was just like a hundred ibis there and I was just like this is crazy. I feel like I've never really respected ibises coming mm. from Sydney. It's like we call them bin chickens. Same in Brisbane. They're just, yeah, yeah, they're everywhere. They're kind yeah. of gross. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's that's at least the idea. And then I saw that feather and I was thinking that's actually kind of nice. The little black tip on it. They're not an unattractive bird. <laughs> Yeah, totally. So what, what, what leads you to do the podcast? Like, what's the um, sort of MO behind it? The, would you, the what behind it? MO, like, um, oh, it stands for like some Latin word, like modus operandi. Oh, or okay. It's like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. 
Just what's um, the vibe? Well, its origin is um, uh, about marketing my business. I was like, all right, I need to produce video content. When we did photo mobile app. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, last year I was spending a bit of time going, all right, how do I sort of grow things? I'd love to get like a single client that isn't from my direct network. Yeah, okay. And um, uh, yeah. yeah, so Interesting. yeah, it was suggested just to have some videos. And so, and then, and I spoke to a friend who's a videographer and he suggested doing like a vlog. Right? Yeah. And then I suddenly found I was just super excited about that and it's really? as its own thing. Oh, cool. Yeah, so yeah. I'm kind of, um, and yeah, because I, I was also doing a whole bunch of processing around uh, what, like mission statement, vision statement. Yeah. And because it's my business, it was also like, who am I? What am I about? Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And the thing that came out of that was... Um, so many things I've got so many things I'm a father of five starting up this well no I've, I've got this company that supports us and, mm. and, and that's always a balancing act too there's always multiple projects running I've got passion stuff that I love to do and then I've got to make sure the bills are being paid and uh, yeah and I just went yeah that's what I am about and know more than anything else is kind of balance like mm. not, not like I mean balance means a lot of things as well but mm. yeah so that's kind of what it's about, but my intention, this is the third interview I'm doing. My plan will be to release this in two weeks time. I'm going to release the first one today. Cool. Yeah. Exciting. Uh, but um, that's probably enough information anyway. That's awesome. Yeah. So when you say balance, like, um, as in like bringing all those elements of your life into, yeah, into balance together. So that's the other thing I was going to say. Yeah, like, so there's work-life balance, but yeah, finding the space for everything and, yeah. and, and living with a lot of things and, and that. Yeah. But, but I also, I, I mean, I have a passion for philosophy and for just the many different ways to live as well, mm, you yeah, know? Like, yeah, so yeah. I want that to be yeah, a part of it. So totally. my quick answer is, like, it's a podcast about work-life balance, but it's going to be whatever is yeah. exciting and fun for me. Cool. So, yeah. Well, yeah, because when you were saying, like, um, yeah, that it was sort of related to software development, I'm like... How does this relate to software development? I yeah. guess the idea is it doesn't because Correct. it's no, no, actually no, balancing to... that. Oh, that's that interesting. I hadn't even put it like that to myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. How interesting. Uh, yeah. Hey, that's a really good reflection. I appreciate that because because <laughs> um, you do like the you know you work on a computer. It's completely different to mm. which I love uh, as well. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Connection and human interaction. I need to not rely on gestures too much for a podcast. Oh, really? <laughs> no, 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 I was just like, I, I didn't finish my sentence. Oh, right. Just, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, just a bit again, You're actually. learning, you're learning. <laughs> I might not be so proficient. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, yeah. Yeah, cool. So the reason, the, the thing that prompted me, and, and also, I had the idea for this back in October, and it's sort of, and I'd, I'd recorded the two interviews sort of sometime, and... It's taken a while. To, like I'm, I'm excited that it's actually going to start mm, now. Nice. But it was when I asked you what um, your process was mm. for doing design, mm. and your answer I loved. You said uh, that you don't think about the how you're going to do it, but what it's for. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, That's really good. How can I capture that in some way? And then I went, oh, ask you to. Nice. Nice. So, yeah, yeah, I'm a bit of a nerd for um, like yeah theory and approaches to things. Like um, I'm obs this is this is my baby. Is that your like this working? Is, notebook? This is my yeah. working notebook, and it's just like a oh, like this is this is just my life basically. It's just everything and anything that I need. Drawings, yeah, you know, cool. like designs and no, that's not the chicken house yeah it is it yeah. is yeah, cool, yeah cool. like you know working through stuff like you know rainbow gathering i've got stuff like you know purpose process protocols like you know for different places that i've visited so like interpreting like ways that things work things that i hear that i appreciate if you see a job it's yours you know this is my travel plan so this book just gets like my whole life yeah, yeah awesome and this yeah. has been a process that's been developing like just over 
know, like maybe the last three or four years, I've been like consistently using these notebooks with the pen that slips down the spine. So satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and I've I've got to work through like a couple hundred of them. Like I just I always have like a oh few, wow a yeah few, right a few blank ones ready to go on the bookshelf. And you keep them all. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know what I'm gonna do with them, but sometimes I go, ah, oh, I need to draw up that I, I need to pull up that idea that I had like a year or two ago, and it is handy to like have them all. Sure, but it's yeah. also just a little bit of like a um, souvenir kind of thing of like all you know all the thoughts and stuff. For sure. I like one, yeah, one day I'm gonna look back and just be like, oh, that's what I was thinking. That was when I still thought that this was the case. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's so cool. That just as a process, I think. But I think having space to um, having space to record is so like so important. And in fact, when I started using them, the first thing I did was like um, I started a um, like a Kickstarter campaign to like make them for all my friends because it just blew my mind how much like writing stuff down and mm. just like letting thoughts come out of your mind onto paper. Mm just how useful that was for the creative process mm. it's insane because mm. otherwise it's just like the mind is just a whirlwind yep. of ideas yep. and concepts yep. and rarely can any structure be made from mm. it that's mm. like actually viable or useful and so like designing this thing like i can't design this thing without some like recorder essentially that's mm -hmm. gonna go hey don't worry your ideas are safe in here you can forget it all yeah 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 you know, sure, like i yeah. need that i need that really bad and do you do just kind of freeform writing then often too? Just dump out everything that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Like some, yeah. like uh, some. There's a particular feeling I get where it's like, uh, it's like there's a lot of thoughts that I find valuable that are like floating around in my head. And so I'll literally sit down and it's like a super overwhelming feeling because it's like, how am I going to capture all mm, these thoughts? Mm, mm. But I just like remove all expectations of what the page is going to look like and, um, and just kind of just start writing. And it usually just starts with a word. It'll be like expectation or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and then it'll yeah. just kind of unfold from there. And, you know, it might be a paragraph here and a drawing here or something. Um, and yeah, I find that super, super, super useful. I think, I think it's something that clicks well with my mind because, um, I'm, I'm naturally quite a forgetful person and I really enjoy that. Like, I think that's an asset mm. of my mm. mind is mm -hmm. that I, it composts, think, yeah, it composts and mm -hmm. think like, it's just a, it's a bit of a sieve in a sense. Like it's just, things just kind of float through it. And, and, and I think, um, like if I was trying to live a conventional lifestyle, that wouldn't be very useful <laughs> but mm. because I'm constantly like changing and switching my environment. Yeah. I find that it's just really easy to let go of the past, which is kind of useful for yeah, just cool. like constantly yeah. moving yeah. forward yeah. through yeah. life in just like an ever changing yeah. mode. Cool. No, I really like that. I really relate to, mm. I'm very forgetful. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I think of memories and experience, like I might not remember the specific thing, but the important parts are integrated. Yes, I think, yeah. you know, so well, that's integration. By. Yeah, yeah. And I couldn't agree more with the writing. I, um, night before last, I just couldn't sleep. I was just up for the longest time. And then suddenly, and I haven't written in the longest time, but I just had this compulsion to get my diary out. And as soon as I did, I just, like, all this, all this clarity um, and epiphanies, and it's just like, oh my yeah, god! Yeah. And that was all just there, yeah. but it, it no, it wasn't. It wasn't there until I started writing it, you know. And then it just crystallized yeah. in just a few pages. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing what's on the surface if, if if we start digging. And surprisingly, um, it can be like a difficult thing to start. Like, I've been I've been finding recently that there's things that I want to do that. I, I notice my body like conjuring up resistance to and so there's this weird like dilemma in the moment where it's like it's like theoretically I want to do this thing because it's like aligned with what I'm doing mm. and, I, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and I like it and I enjoy yeah. it and I've had yeah. good experiences with it in the past but now all of a sudden the moments come to actually do it and my body's going oh, you know, just sit down and, I don't know, eat a bowl of muesli mm, and, mm, you know, mm. then maybe play some guitar or, you know, it's actually, 
it's usually something like really basic that my that my mind tries to convince me to do you know that's not the thing yeah <laughs> and so I, I can certainly relate to that and that, so do you think you, like you it's not actually what you really want to do you think that it is but it's not or what I do you really, think's going on ah uh, it's see this is why it's an, this is why i find it interesting is because it's like in in one sense, I like to follow the philosophy of um, really listening to that and going, okay, if that's what I'm need, if that's mm -hmm. not what I'm needing, or if that's not what I'm wanting, then that's not what I'm wanting. That's fine. I'm not going to push it. But if the thing that my mind is telling me to do is, let's use eat a bowl of muesli as an example, and I know I can feel I'm not hungry, yeah, then it's kind of like that doesn't that doesn't really stand up. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm on to you. <laughs> yeah. So are you, are you saying that and then writing is a good process for figuring out what's going on then? Or, uh... No, that was just something interesting. That yeah, came yeah, up. Yeah, I think yeah. I think writing is a good process yeah, for yeah. figuring out what's going on in any case. Yeah. No, I, I, look, I certainly relate to that too. Yeah. Um, yeah, self. And it's so funny. Oh, you know, I was just saying, I've been wanting to do this for months. And I'm going to today. I'm excited to. Yeah, yeah. But it's, yeah, it's a really tricky thing for me to go, to pick that apart and go, mm. is this... Am I avoiding this for, I don't know, I guess I've got some idea that some reasons are valid and good, some are not. Um, well, I think, I think it's, um, it's harder to do something easy that you don't know how to do than to do something hard that you do know how to mm, do. That's very wise. And so it's like, I think, I find that usually the things that my body's conjuring resistance to is um, things that it doesn't know how to do. That perhaps are really straightforward mm. but it's like a creative process and it's a little bit like oh when they sit down at that desk i don't know what's going to come out there are a whole bunch of words that i just uh, i don't know what they're going to be and that's like way more intimidating than um i don't know sitting down and playing guitar which is something that like i've done a million times before i know i can sit down and play a song that i know you know it's not that's not challenging um, um so yeah yeah it's interesting it's interesting so i think we've started yeah yeah let's just yeah, yeah. uh oh.